This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Sci-Fi Barto 2019. Celebrating the world of steampunk. It's going to be Saturday, February 16th from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. It's going to have Mr. George Lowe, the voice of Space Ghost, Batman writer and Bane creator Chuck Dixon, Joel D. Wynkoop, the king of the B-movies, Gretchen Suarez-Pena, and DJ Vlad. And of course, your boys from the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce are going to be there. You definitely want to come and check it out. It's going to be on historic Main Street of Bartow, Florida. They'll also have sci-fi vendors, art shows. What else are they going to have, Johnny? Live music, costume contests, food trucks, and a fantastic sci-fi car show. You don't want to miss it. And as always, this event is completely free! So come down, check us out, and don't forget to tell them that your boys, the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. Now announcing... They are delivering straight to you Nintendo DS games and PSP games. What do the listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com. Pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello, Internet. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's Deuce on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo. Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and of course, I got my partner in crime, Deuce. What's going on, man? Hey, man, we're the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Um, every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with a good old a Deuce salute. Yes, sir. Crack a lack. Crack a lack. And Deuce, I want we from the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce want to wish everyone a happy holiday, Merry Christmas. All anything you're celebrating this holiday season, we want to wish you a happy holiday. Kwanzaa, uh, happy Hanukkah, uh, yep, uh, everything, Christmaka, whatever. Exactly, you're, yeah. whatever you're celebrating this time of the year, it's all about family and getting together and friends and peace and love, my brothers. Exactly, man. Peace and Absolutely, love. Absolutely, man. Uh, but we want to, you know, give a shout out to everyone. Um, happy holidays. Um, and uh, this is this episode actually is a special little. Little behind the scenes throwback episode. Easter egg. It's, Easter it's egg. Way back in the time yep. machine. A lost episode, maybe, if you yep. will. So we're, we're, I'm going to preface this. 
um, before we started the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce, uh, Deuce and I were on separate podcasts. Yes. And uh, I was on a podcast with my good friend Robert uh, Morskowski. We had a, a podcast called Anti Suck, and we had a good time doing that. And you had you had our friend uh, Nate Raper at the Ninja Fat Man and some friends yeah. for uh, all at all. All Things Small all Screen things small was the name screen. of our yep. podcast, and we did uh, basically our focus for our podcast was all TV, right? Because like we're like, well, we don't have to buy anything extra because it's not about video games. Everybody watches TV; it's something we all liked, and we had fun with it. But it was really because I had just come off a few years prior to starting that podcast. Uh, I had interned at Real Radio, right, yeah, uh, in that. Orlando, yep. um, and then. Now, I still had that itch that I needed scratched, and right. Nate was kind enough, because he had been listening to so much Kevin Smith, he's like, man, podcasting's where it's at, it's the Wild Wild West, we need to do this, and I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And then us and all of our friends, Wood, Helen, Nate, uh, his wife Shelby, um, all got together and we started this podcast, and we did it for a couple months. Now, you're going to have to help me on this. Sure. I believe what you guys are about to listen to, which was our Christmas episode of All Things Small Screen, which you special guested on, was the first time me and you podcasted together. Because I did an episode with you and Robert after. of Anti-Suck, right, but I after. believe it was after. Right, and the, that was for an episode we did on, what was it, the, the Shakespeare movie. The um, Shakespeare movie Josh Whedon did. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, f- I forget the name of it. I forget the name of so, it, too. So yeah. Like, but anyway, so that was like our first actual on-air like. Uh, podcasting moment together. And that was when me and you were starting to reconnect, too. Exactly, yeah. So it, it well, was kind of long a story short, of a lot of things. Deuce, yeah. Deuce and I have known each other since ninth grade. Um, yeah. And so almost 20 years. And we got out of, you know, we, things, we got busy, sync, got into college, college yeah. and then everyone kind of did their own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would run into you at uh, GameStop yeah, where yeah, you used yeah. to work. Yeah. And, and it would be like, hey, how's it going? And then the 20th, or not 20th anniversary, our 10-year anniversary for our high school reunion yep, yep. was coming up. And that's oh, where H-C-I. you and I, that's yeah. H- H- City High School, that's where you and I kind of were like, hey, yeah. let's, let's uh yeah, We let's need reconnect. to hang out. We need yep. to do some stuff because yep. we still like the same stuff. I think what it was was you were like, yeah. hey, you still like wrestling? I said, yeah. And you're like, well, I always have these wrestling events in my yeah, house. Yeah, you need to come to the so house. So I started coming yeah. to your house, frequenting your house for you know pay-per-views and stuff. Yeah. And then that's where it kind of just like, hey. Yeah, we should record. Kind of we started talking about stuff on the phone. We'd have these long conversations on the phone, and we're yeah. like, "We shit. need to put down a we, microphone and record this." We should record this, this yeah. shit. You know, people would listen. You know, and then that's how Happy Hour started. And this is a really cool moment where you get to see young Deuce and young Johnny yeah. kind of talk. I'm this. I'm the special guest on this podcast. Yeah, and it's all talking about like our favorite movie, uh, Christmas, Christmas movie movies. moments. Yeah, and we kind of talk about that. And it, you know. Uh, we want to we want to preface this. This is all done on one microphone, right? If I remember correctly, we had one mic. So one guys, mic. so uh, the sound quality yeah, the play isn't iffy. as good right. as you're used to from us because right. this was pre right. us having sound. I'll try to boost it a little bit their, yeah. in editing and post. But yeah, I know it you'll is do fr- your Jedi magic on right. it. Right, yeah. but it is on one microphone. It's six people on one microphone. Yeah, if so. I remember correctly, because right. we had the microphone right. in the middle of the table yeah. and everybody it was connected was to an iPod or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it, or a laptop, a laptop or something. Yeah, we were man, we were really rough at it. Really, we have come a long, long way. We have come a long way. Yeah. And it's cool to see, it's cool to go back and look to where we were to where yeah. we are now. 
and well, and, and now, but hopefully, by the time you've heard this episode, I think we'll broke the three fifty mark. Right. So, I mean, we've been doing this thing a long time, and we've actually been sitting on this episode for a couple of Christmases because each year at Christmas we're like, man, we, should we, really really, we need out. to find this, we need to pull this out, and just something always but happens. We but, didn't yeah. want to just throw this episode on there without any introduction whatsoever. We wanted to have like a a director's commentary, if you will, beforehand, right, right. a little introduction, um, what this was about, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, big like I said, big shout out to Nate um, at the Ninja Fat Man on Twitter um, for letting us have access to the episode to put on um, on SoundCloud here, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and iTunes and Stitcher and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy it and leave us some feedback. Let us know what you think. I mean, yeah, yeah. we we we're planning on doing more uh, Christmas um, stuff and more holiday episodes in the future right, right, right. Uh, with Brandy and Andrew and David and all them as well. So yep. definitely check it out. Yeah, and, yeah. and remember, uh, don't forget to put your hashtags. Hashtag happy hour podcast. Hashtag HH podcast show. And hashtag deuces on the loose. Later. Later. Welcome to a very special holiday edition of all things small screen. I am your host, Nate. And today I have Hollywood. Helly, helly, belly. Our special guest. Johnny. Deuce. And Shelby. On this podcast, we'll be discussing our favorite Christmas TV shows. These are all ones we've typically watched a thousand times every year like clockwork. And they're all, except for one example, who'll have to justify his choice. As usual. We've all seen, for the most part. So what we're going to start off with you, the probably maybe one of the most, of this list, one of the most popular, Charlie Brown Christmas. Plain and simply, Charlie Brown and any of his shows have been absolutely fabulous growing up. The Charlie Brown Christmas with the bent over tree is one of my absolute favorite moments. I actually own that tree and we put it up at the household. My wife actually bought it for me, made me cry a little bit and I'm, that's one of my favorites, plain and simple. The Linus scene where Linus gets on the is it Linus right with the blanket? Yeah. And recites and recites the, 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 the passage. Oh. That is my Every year is that moment of silence and kind of even if you don't believe in God, you have that moment of like reverence, you know, type situation. I, it is one of my favorites of all time. I, I, I can't disagree with that as a favorite. It's certainly one that I'm not going to change the channel on when it comes on. It's probably my second favorite in the Charlie Brown series. Uh, What's your first? It's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my thing. But it's right there behind it. A close second every year. I think a little part of our society will be worse off when there are children that don't know what that is. Ooh, I mean, Come home Snoopy has yeah. to be like my oh, absolute favorite. that's harsh. Working your way down. I don't think it's any time soon to worry about kids not singing. It still airs every year. I mean, as long as watch it every year. As long as parents still sit down and watch it with their kids, I, I fully expect here to see everything but one on this list. Every year, <laughs> I'm gonna be giving Kyle watch it with me every year. <laughs> uh, throughout the podcast. We'll be giving Deuce a hard time about his choice, and you'll understand when we get to it. Sooner, matter of fact, I think we should let him go last. That way, we can just go at him for a while. <laughs> it's not the worst idea. <laughs> Helly, yours will be one of the only non-cartoon ones. That is correct. Being a consummate Muppet fan. That's where I went. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. I have to admit, I had not seen this until I met you, and you one Christmas made me watch it, and I am a better man for it. It's fantastic. First of all, Muppets can't go. There's two things right there. It just always works. 
Second of all, this is based on a book written by Russell Hoban and Lillian Hoban as far back as 1969. And then Jim Henson gets a hold of it. And it's loosely based on the ever popular classic Christmas theme, Gift of the Magi, where okay. you have a family, two people looking to try and make life just a little bit better for somebody important to them when they can't just do that on a regular basis on their own. This is where it is. What we have is we have it set with Muppet Otters. It's Ma Otter who washes laundry, yay fun, in her wash tub, and Emmett who does odd jobs and the sacrifice. He puts a hole in the wash tub so that he can make a base for a jug band and she hops the tool chest so that she can put together a costume so she can sing for this talent contest so that they can win $50 to then buy the other one the Christmas present that they really want. Mm -hmm. It's got a fantastic cast. It's your standard Muppet cast. What I didn't realize until recently is that one of the songs in it sort of got a redo or a re-air when in 1979, John Denver, you guys also may know that John Denver and the Muppets had a special. There's a song from Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas called When the River Meets the Sea. And two years after this aired in 1979, John Denver and Robin, Kermit's nephew, sing When the River Meets the Sea again on that, on that cool. special as well. So it really had a lasting impression on a lot of people, especially me. The music in it was fantastic. And who as a kid didn't love the Riverbottom Nightmare Man? I mean, that yeah. was just that was the awesome. guys from the big city, the big, tough, scary animals. I know, I said that. That are, you know, just going to come in and seal everyone's thunder. I, is the only time of year I will listen to the bluegrass or countryfied music or whatever you want to call what they play. Normally not my genre, but I know most of the words to all these songs and will let my inner redneck out to, you know, enjoy these tunes. So I, I am a fan of the show. It's definitely got some serious country music going on in it. Mountain. More bluegrass. Yeah, mountain music happening there. But regardless of the music, the show is great. It's definitely worth seeing if you haven't seen it. And I've always loved when Hanson Studios does something outside of their normal wheelhouse. You're not just seeing Kermit and Piggy again. These are all new characters, and it's it's great. Uh, More power to it. It's actually sort of sad because in the original airing, Kermit the Frog is the host, he's the narrator. He introduces us to Frogtown Hollow and the characters and introduces us to the story. Well, once Henson was lost to us and the rights were sold off, they actually had to, had to edit out Kermit. So if you were to go and buy oh. the DVD now, it would not include Kermit the Frog. Oh, that's it's actually sad. <laughs> yeah, it is actually quite sad. Uh, now, who has, have you, now, Shelby, you said you've never seen this. Have you? I've never seen it. I've seen it. You've seen it? So, four of the six of us have seen it. I, if you guys haven't seen it out there in the listening world, I, I highly recommend it. It's your classic, uh, I'm not going to say the word dated, but it's obviously from the Jim Hansen Muppet era. It's an 80s special, so it's... 1977. 1977, wow. so even, okay, so, but it's good. It's a wholesome family. Everyone can sit down and watch it, and you'll... You'll, you'll, you'll enjoy even if you're not into the bluegrass music. You can't you not certainly like it. the two of them on watching this this year. Yeah, you guys be, uh, I'm not a hard sell on the joke, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're here. <laughs> Johnny, our very special guest. Yours is Mickey's Christmas Carol. What is what? When did this come out? I forget. This came out in 1983. Holy crap. 
long time ago. I was four. I was only a year old when this came out. Oh. <laughs> Shelby wasn't alive. I was four. Stop. <laughs> I forbid you to continue on this line. Tell us why you loved it. Can we leave the years out of things? You can hear it? Would that be okay? First of all, who doesn't love Mickey Mouse? True story. That's because you're Mickey racist. Mouse. What? Wow. <laughs> for, you guys didn't see Wood raised his hand for who didn't like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a mouse fan, <laughs> unless it's Jerry. Oh, yeah. Tom uh, and Jerry does. They're pretty awesome. Oh, see, like the brown one, but not the white one. He's uh, not really Mickey white. Mickey Mouse is black. He's in white face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's got a hoodie on. <laughs> oh, wow. Going... It just made a hard right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, back to Johnny. <laughs> yes. So this is loosely based on Charles Dickens' novel of the same name, Christmas Carol. And before, when I was a kid, I didn't never read the novel before. It was just one of those things where it was just, it was on every year. Disney, ABC mm-hmm. had it on the, the Disney Channel back when Disney Channel was good, right? Yes, right. Yes. And my and sister and I, my sister and I would actually sit around and just watch it, you know, once a year. And it was it was, it was one of those specials where, you know, the whole family could get into it, and it was just a, it was loosely based on the story, so you, you didn't really have to know a lot about it. And it was actually something interesting that I just found out a few minutes ago. It was the first Alan Young who voiced Scrooge McDuck. This was his first. His first, well, this was there was an original. There was an original Scrooge McDuck. There was an original. Uh, he passed away. He passed away. So Alan Young. This is the one that we know from Ducktales. So this was okay. Oh, got a lot of Ducktales. So there you go. I thought that was interesting too that I just read on the way here. So. But it's a great story. It has uh, Mickey Mouse on there as. Uh, Cratchit. Yeah. They have Mickey Mouse's uh, Cratchit, and it's on his story where, you know, they go home for Christmas, as the story says, and, he, and Scrooge is visited by the three ghosts, that future, past, and present. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a good story. I love it. Uh, I haven't seen it in a couple years, though, so I don't know how well it is nostalgia, and how well it is. You guys well, not if you got oh, I love that you know, show. I have to bring it back out. I do. I need to bring them out. It's on Blu-ray. It is on Blu-ray. It is on oh, Blu-ray. Wow. I, I, I just literally pulled That's it up. Awesome. It is on Blu-ray. Yeah, I'd love to watch it again. It's been a couple of years. Now I have a, a three-year-old son and a ten-month-old daughter, so we definitely have to be uh, revisiting that. So definitely have to. There's no reason to think it wouldn't still hold up. I mean, you, how many different versions of Christmas Carol have they done? I know. Right. Yeah. I'm waiting for the uh, Lego Christmas Carol next. It's coming. <laughs> coming 2016. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. And and. Disney still holds up, and we subjected our children to Steamboat Willie not that long ago, and they sat and watched it, so between the two, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it'll be plenty, plenty fun for your, for all of ours. And it's uh, short. It only clocked in at 24 minutes, so it's not a very long oh, scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like how they took it. It's a dark story. If you listen to the, the book or if you look at some of the oh, classic works, it's dark. And, I mean, it's the moral to play, but, like, they, they, the Goofy is the ghost of Christmas present. Or, I'm sorry. Willie, there, he's the ghost yeah. of... He's Jacob Marley. Yeah. yeah, he's Jacob Marley coming back and as a ghost. And then you have Jiminy Cricket as the past. That one is the... It's cool how they took something scary and changed it to make it... But still, you don't lose the... The, oh, oh yeah, the Disney yeah, fight, but, fight but you don't lose the, the you don't lose out of it. Yeah. Like like we've we've talked in previous movie podcasts of like how the Grim story tales, the Grim the Grim stories when they get Disneyfied go from 
talks of beheading to they you know wake up with a kiss, you know. So it's some it's they you don't lose the message and the, the moral of the yeah. story. Disney has long time history of literally just keeping the names of characters and changing the whole thing all the way around. This one I have to agree has in 24 minutes kept the same story, gave you the same premise. You know, edit a few things here and there, but in the end, you got it. Yeah, I, I was surprised by how short it was. As a kid, I felt like it was like an hour and a half. I did too, to be movie. honest. Yeah, yeah. I did too. Absolutely. Yeah. So deuce. Uh-uh, Shelby. Shelby. We're going to come to deuce. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all going to have to suffer just a little bit longer with your curiosity. Uh... Shelby, this is the oldest on the list, I think. I think so. It's like 1962 or so. It is the. It's not claymation. It's stop action. That's one stop thing we were, we were we had a discussion about it before the show. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. This is the one with the Island of Misfit Toys. Oh, the those. classic one. If you've never seen it, you're somehow you live lived in a, in a rock, but you somehow get podcasts. It's really weird. There are a few sense. things you have to go back to and see classics, and yeah. any of those stop. Uh, action mm-hmm. shows you have to see him. Frosty the Snowman, all of them, they're worth it. I'm glad you pulled this one out, Shelby. Please. Well, I was surprised that no one took it. I was like, I don't want to do it because someone's going to have it. I need to find another TV special. And at the end, it wasn't taken. So I was like, yeah. I love that horrible sound that Rudolph's nose makes when oh, it's finally oh, revealed. It is damn near nails on the chalkboard for me. I really can't stand it. It's but like, oh, dear I think, God. I think about the show, and that's the first thing that pops to mind is that ear-piercing horn or ding or whatever it is. It's horrible. I love how the – I love Cornelius, the mm. Yukon guy. Silver and gold. Oh, my favorite. I used to have the little, the little guy you could press his hand and he would sing the song on Christmas. I love that. And then who else? The snowman. What's his name? Sam, I think. Yeah, the Sam. abominable Sam the snowman. No, he's the narrator. Burlai. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The beginning, yeah. And how do you go – his voice. Yeah. There's he a couple for me, period. like Walter Cronkite's got the voice. Mm-hmm. Who's the guy who does uh, Land Before Time? We, we, that whoever that guy's voice was who narrates the beginning of it. It's mm-hmm. it's one of those deep, just smooth that you're just like, dude. Realize <laughs> <laughs> wins in my book, and it's just such a classic story. I mean, we all know the poem of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and I think this is probably one of the first visualizations of it, isn't it? I don't know. I didn't look that much into history, so someone will probably... I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Correct me on Facebook if I'm wrong. But it's the most popular. So. It's definitely yeah. the most popular. It's yeah. It plays every year, and I think it was either last year or the year before that, it actually got an update, and they kicked it up to high def. So when oh, you get they? it now, it's nice. like in 1080p, which at first you're like, oh, it looks so old, they can't be... It they really look does good. look night and day different. I don't know how they did it, I don't know what kind of pixie dust they had to sprinkle on it to make it happen. It may have it literally been pixie better. dust. Did it? It okay. may be. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was just looking at, at Wikipedia here real quick, and I forgot about Hermie the Elf, who wanted to be a dentist. The dentist. Oh, I was right. just about to bring <laughs> that up. The abominable snowman. I, I'm thinking these are all different specials, but I guess it was all in yeah. Rudolph. Well, they don't, There's so many all... different stories. Well, they just... Yeah, you love them all. They bleed together. They do. You saw them all as kids. Rudolph's shiny new year. Mm-hmm. What's... The other one that I can't even remember. They had the Jack Frost one. There's Jack yeah. There's the Santa, Santa Claus is coming had, to town. Santa Claus is right. coming to town. And the one that had the heat miser in it. Oh, 
Oh, Lord. I know. Yes, heat miser. I just can't remember which one it is. And these are some of the few that I actually like and can probably recite most of the songs sung in them yeah. because they're just in your head. You've, you've watched them so many times throughout your youth that yeah. they're there. If well, it comes on TV right now, I could sing along with just about any of the songs from these original shows. You just know the words. Well, they play them on, on the, the classic rock channel at Christmas, too. Like, mm-hmm. it's always these Soon. songs. You get Silver and Gold. Um, what are some of the other ones? By the way, for reference, The Heat Miser is from The Year Without Santa Claus. Oh, That's just, you were talking about yesterday. Also, who doesn't get giddy when... He goes, she thinks I'm cute. She thinks I'm cute. Oh, yeah. Oh, when they put the the suit on his nose and he can't talk right, he sounds like, how you guys doing today? (laughs) But I also think, if you think about it from a a deeper perspective, I think the reason why it's so successful, good animation, good story, good music, good voice Mm -hmm. acting, but also I think the story of Rudolph reflects on everybody in society. We're always want to be popular we don't want to be you know shuffled away and being someone you know because everyone's a little bit different i think that's what's popular about that is you know rudolph had a big red nose something wrong with him what's wrong with him he's just like everyone else he has a special talent that he you know and he and shares with people i think that's something that if you look at it from like a deep sociological and, and society i think it's something that we can all relate to yeah that's a good point deep. that's a very good point i mean i feel that all the time because i mean look the Island of Misfit Toys, man. I live on the friggin' Island of Misfit Toys on a daily basis. It's so called it's... Polk County, Florida. Look it up. <laughs> we didn't have to go there. But like, I get it. I understand. It's like all of us just want to fit in, but everybody says, no, you don't fit in because you're a misfit. And you're wrong. And you're not the proper toy. You've got square wheels on your train. It's like, hey, man, I'm riding out with these square wheels. I'm riding these square wheels all day. So You own it. Exactly. I own my square wheels. Wait, is this a another show that correlates with uh, Kyle's life. Well done. If he drinks enough, his nose turns red. It does. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Enough beer and he becomes Rudolph. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to go to mine. Mine is as a movie. It was turned into a live action movie, which I hated. But it is The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. It is one, as well as some of the ones mentioned, I know every song. Even the one that doesn't have real words. Because the beginning of that one song at the end is, you know, I don't know what words those are, but it's Seuss. He gets to make up words. He has a creative license. He owns that. And was talking with Shelby before the show. For me, it's not even the Grinch that makes this movie. This is the point I want to make. It's the dog. Max. Max is the... If you took Max out of the show, I would not like it because... The plight of Max, the facial expressions when everything starts to go bad. It, it, I can't describe the joy I feel when he's sitting on top of the sled when he's supposed to be leading it. And Grinch looks back like, really? That is my favorite part of the whole thing. Just that little moment of the dog like, hey, what's up? Because I can see my dog doing that. And this is my favorite. It's every year I've seen it for majority of my life. It, it when it's, it's such a family tradition. At one point, my dad drove two and a half hours 
to a 16,000 video because it was the only place in Central Florida that still had a copy because we realized they showed it early that year and we didn't get to see it. And my dad was determined. So he drove two and a half hours to go get a copy just to – so three little kids didn't sit in the living room like, we missed the Grinch. I mean that, this – I love – it's who – I don't think anyone doesn't like it. It's Dr. Seuss. How can you go wrong? I've liked all of the reincarnations of that movie too. I even like the Jim Carrey one, so – I, no, enjoyed, no. I enjoyed the Jim Carrey one too. I can't it, argue. It that. didn't have the magic for me. You know, we we talk about remakes and stuff, and magic. but I, I just it didn't didn't do it Whatever. for me. You lose. <laughs> and, and, and then the and then the the Grinch's songs. Helen, who sings those? Do you know? Uh, Boris Karloff is the narrator, mm. so it, he does the "You're the Mean One." Yeah, you're Grinch. the mean one. I. Boris Karloff, by far, has been right. in all of our lives in one way, shape, or form throughout his right. monsters and, and his voiceovers and everything else that he's done. But you're absolutely right. The Grinch is still Christmas. Absolutely phenomenal. And my heart grows two sizes every time I see it. <laughs> and I apologize. All this time I had assumed it was Boris Karloff that was singing, that he's the narrator and he's the voice of the Grinch. It is not. It's a gentleman by the name of Thurl Ravenscroft. Who actually sings like He wins the role playing real life main game. What's his say his name again? Thurl T H U R L Ravenscroft. Like he wins a real life role playing name contest. That is awesome. <laughs> I think he does. I think he does. But like the song right now if you ask me to recite him, I don't think I could. I'd get parts, but when it's on, I remember every lyric and you know Greasy black peel is the only thing that comes to mind, but I know it's part of the lyrics. But it's kind of like the it's kind of like Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Everyone knows the Oompa Loompa songs when they're playing. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Helen, you're a new freak. movie thing. Yes. Yeah, we talk about that. Yeah, that's weird. I think it holds up well. I think what's great about all these Christmas specials uh, is they hold up so well today. Like it's something that, like you mentioned, in the '30s, people are watching this thing. '50s, '60s, '70s, nice today's kids. Everyone of all ages can enjoy it. I think it's They're morally that. neutral. I mean, they were G-rated in 1950, or what, Rudolph was 64, so yeah. they were G-rated 60 years ago, so they're going to be still G-rated, and it's hard to pick apart anything. I mean, you don't even hear PETA, like, you know, it glorifies the use of animals, you know, because the dog, you know, it, that doesn't even happen yeah. in today's society. So it's they transcend so much because they're just the classics that everyone's seen. All right. So now, now that we've, we've talked about <laughs> classics, now that we've left good stuff, we're gonna have to have Kyle justify. I'm gonna give a five second pause for everyone to yell at the their phone, their computer, what they think Deuce is gonna pick. So I'll give you your moment to just make your wild guesses. Kyle, the WWE tribute to the troops, which you need to justify first, is your pick. Okay, well, the reason I justified is this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. To the troops, thank you very much for all you've done for us. Yes, our problem is not the content. It's the using it under the criteria of a Christmas TV show. <laughs> well, here's the thing. God bless Vince McMahon. He does it every year at Christmas, and, and until last year when they changed the format, every single year they took the whole roster to Afghanistan, to Iraq, and they actually performed these shows in front of the troops in Iraq at a live fire base. So it's not like, oh, we're doing it at home. No, they went out there and they met with them and they shook hands and they put on a show for guys and gals that, you know what, 
are fighting for our country, and on top of that, they don't get to go home to see their families. And if they get to, you know, see Stone Cold or The Rock or John Cena or whoever throw a couple body slams to make them happy on Christmas, then what's wrong with that? And we watch it every year. We record it, and that's our Christmas tradition. Mom and Dad come down to my house. We sit down. We usually eat a nice little casserole. Yep, two, yep, not even six doors down. And we get a little casserole, and we have a cold beer, and we watch Stone Cold and The Rock and John Cena throw some body slams on some bad guys, and that's a good darn Christmas in my book. Please know there's no exaggeration in any of that statement he just said about distance and or food choices. Yeah, and we have a blast every year, and I'll tell you what. It's the first time I think – me and my dad have openly wept at the same time because it was. <laughs> oh my god! No, no, you hear the story, you will change your mind. It was five years ago. No, it might have been six because we were real in the thick of the war on terror, and they went over there. And there's this poor little girl, looks like she's all of 22 years old from Kentucky, on this ginormous 50 caliber gun. This girl is. Five foot nothing, weighs 95 pounds. Ric Flair comes around the corner and she starts openly weeping, just crying. And he gives her a hug and he's like, oh, honey, why are you crying? Why are you crying? She goes, every year they say y'all are going to come and see us and it never happens. And I never thought this day would ever happen. And she was crying just because she met Ric Flair. And this is a girl that, like I said. Off shooting a 50 cal. Off shooting a 50 cal. Five foot tall, 95 pounds, you know, early I don't see 20s. how this has to do with Christmas. Do they at least wear, like, Christmas yeah. costumes? Yeah, like Mick Foley comes down to Santa Claus and gives out toys. And I remember one year oh, Stone Cold came down in his ATV with a Santa Claus hat on and throwing cold beers to the troops. I mean, it, yeah. It, do they do a Christmas storyline? Like, it's like evil elves or something against Santa? Sometimes. It, it's or, kind of hard to get midgets uh, all the way over there. But, you know, they do what they can. But... <laughs> But I mean, they what do. Happened? They got Hornswoggle. They do. They smoke him over there in the sack. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Kyle, there's so much wrong with what you just said. <laughs> I'm glad that they at least, you know, wear some Christmas costume. You know, yeah, like, I, again, I'll say again, support our troops. Yeah, awesome. And Not a problem with that. I support yeah. all of our troops as well. But I don't see how this has anything to do. Well, I guess it's because for me, it, 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 I know Christmas is coming when this happens, and I know that the lights is so much... outside of the houses don't tell you Christmas is coming. Well, maybe, but for me, it's but such it's a big part of our holiday. After Valentine's Day, how could you miss it? Christmas is first. No, there's Halloween and stuff first. Okay. Yeah, totally missed that. Okay, yeah, <laughs> but Sometimes I don't know. For me, it's fun. just. I don't know. I love it. And we do it every year as a family. We watch it. And it's just, it's nice. And I guess because I cannot put into words what the WWE can do with the montage. But, you know, when you see these people that are really, they're out there Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. They're out, you know, in another country so far away from their families. And, you know, they bring everybody out just to to give them a good time and say thank you for what you're doing. I I mean, knock wrestling all you want. I don't know how you can't get behind that just because, I mean, that, what they do for our country and it, to put a smile on the face, even if it's for an hour. You said they changed the format. What they changed? Uh, well, last year, because, of course, we're not over there as much and we're trying to pull out, they actually did it in Texas at one of the military bases. And that was the only thing I didn't like. Now, it was very, very nice. They let all the – any active military could come and they could bring – 
any other family with them and basically it was free reign it was like you come with your family it's all free minus you know food merch whatever but to get in it's free you just show us your military id you say it's 10 people with me they're all coming in and they let them all in for free but for the past years we've been watching it and it was at live fire bases it was you know you would see him and you'd see the desert in the background you would see afghanistan and iraq and to me that was like wow you're you're flying all the way out there on your own dime because Vince pays for everything. You he know, can afford to pay for everything. Well, he can, but I mean, you know what? Well, who it's, else, it's, it's a good who else was flying out there to do anything for him? Bob so, Hope. Bob Hope. Yeah, but he's been dead for a hot minute, so who else has been doing that? Started the Hope family. Yeah. Spoilers. It was nice to see all the military families there and to see them giving back to the military. To me, that's important because we have so much in this country to, to be thankful for. And sometimes we forget about it. Sometimes we take advantage of it. But to, to see it on the TV, that really, at least that makes my heart grow two sizes on Christmas. That's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. So and you're saying, Kyle, that Vince McMahon is the Grinch and in his heart grows two sizes. Sizes every year. <laughs> every year. For Christmas. <laughs> because he, he tries to I would watch it if Vince McMahon dressed up like the Grinch with face paint. <laughs> he hasn't done that. He should. I know he, he got write beat it. up one year. He, you might want to suggest that. Yeah, let's, yeah. All, let's all write letters. If you can make that happen, year. I'll support you on this well, being okay. so a I, Christmas special. I, I, <laughs> no, I gotta support Kyle. I mean, it's, I, it's his Christmas tradition. Well, that's yeah. the thing. It's We all tie traditions to these. We watch it every year. If he did, I have to retract my, It's a weak line, but... You watch it with your family every year. That's kind of the spirit of these shows is that it's a a time that you have a bunch of good memories attached to that aren't necessarily the content of the show, but the tradition around it. So yeah. I, I give you a pass on this one, and it's I think it's a good call. Yeah, just because it's fun, and it's a fun way for us to celebrate Christmas. And I think everybody in their own way, especially because we got so many people with different religions-based backgrounds, everybody celebrates this holiday in their own way because some people attach a religious connotation to it. Some people aren't religious and don't, and they just celebrate it for their own way. So anything you can kind of take and make your own out of it, why not? And with something as, as good behind it as this and supporting the troops, I mean, who doesn't support the troops? Yep. All right. All right. I retract my earlier statement as well, and we'll say that because you – the whole idea of it is family togetherness and, and pulling it together. Your family pulls together behind this is fine. And I'm happy for you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'll never watch it. <laughs> you should. It's so much fun. Unless, of course, Unless Victim McMahon gets a full-on makeup. Like, no, I think he Tim did Curry. Santa Claus one year. I know Mick Foley did it because they had the Hornswoggle hide in the sack with the toys, and he came out and he beat somebody up because he was hiding in the sack. That was a good year. All right, guys. That's it for this episode. Please follow us on Twitter at ATSS Podcast. On Facebook.com slash all things small screen and Stitcher Radio, StitcherRadio.com. Please, Stitcher is our big, they're helping us out a lot. Go get a review, listen to us, tell us what you think. And our special guest, Johnny, has a podcast. Give us the, the skinny on it. Yes, it is called Anti Suck. It is all things hey, that's, positive. That's a trademarked con. Uh, Trademark slogan, all things. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll respect so. that. Very, very positive. <laughs> we, we, we list, we, our influences are shows like How Did This Get Made, uh, Half in the Bag. Those shows are all negative, and we decided to flip it 
and be mostly positive. We're going to try to review things that we love as opposed to just being negative. Because it's super easy to be negative about things. Oh, yeah. So that's that's kind of our thing. Now, every now and then we'll do a flip. We'll, we'll, we'll switch it up. But 90% of the time it's something that we that we uh, are positive about that we want to see. Because it's, people like hearing positive things, too. You know? yeah. so it's good. It's a... You can reach us on uh, antisuck.podomatic.com. That's our major hosting. And then send us a line at antisuckreviews at gmail.com. All right. Give them guys a listen. On behalf of... Hollywood! Kelly. Johnny. Deuce. Shelby. And myself, Nathan. Have fun watching TV.